This is 400 Plus. I'm Mark Sims. My guest is P. Ray. P. Ray is the hostess of the Black Excellence Hour that airs on WVON Radio here in Chicago. Welcome to the show, P. Ray. Thank you so much for having me. I have a big smile on my face. I'm so happy that you're here. So let me get right into it. P. Ray, what is the Black Excellence Hour? Black Excellence Hour is a show for people with high self-esteem. What I focus on at Black Excellence Hour is freedmen patriotism and freedmen esteem because there has been a very concerted effort in this country to trick the freedmen out of the birthright that they're entitled to. So on Black Excellence Hour, I remind people of that birthright. I let them know that everything from sea to shining sea is for the freedmen first. And if you are a patriot in this country, you must be pro-freedmen or you are a Confederate terrorist. So, you know, it's fun. We have a lot of fun there. Well, I said, um, um, keep going, keep going. Um, it's also a, a conservative show, a right-wing show. Um, it's the blackest right-wing show you'll ever hear on American radio because we're talking about conservatism from the perspective of the freedmen, which is very different than typical uh, conservative messaging typically people talk about conservatism as if we are one monolithic america but we are not <laughs> you know they talk about being american as apple pie but for us it's as american as sweet potato pie so i bring the sweet potato pie to the table so that everybody in america can feast because they all want to taste it right they all want they all want to know what the freeman is doing what the black man is doing and my goal is to let them know that we are not victims we are not living in poverty pits we are not um you know withering away we are thriving in the country as the most successful wealthy black people on the planet no, I know your show airs on WVON radio here in Chicago, and people can hear it on iHeartRadio all across mm -hmm. well, all across the world. And but I see it on social media. So uh, when I see your show, I got to ask you this question. I, I see it. I watch it. I watch it. Uh, P. Ray, are you trying to get or encourage more African Americans to vote for Republican Party candidates? Absolutely, I am. And the reason being is that we have to add some value to our vote. Um, typically, we vote for Democrats, and so they have to produce nothing for us, right? Um, because we have been taught this myth of the Republican boogeyman. Um, and so for me, I just want Black people to think, you know, if these people aren't treating you right, then you have to leave them. You have to put them in your gym shoes, tie them up as fast. I mean, tie them up as tight as you can and run away from them as quickly as possible, right? Um, so it's not more so about pushing us right, but for us to bring the DNC or the Democratic National Convention to task because they've done a horrible job and we can't allow this to continue in good faith. I remember voting for uh, the late Judy Barr Patinka when she ran for governor, don't ask me what year. <laughs> and of course, uh, uh, Governor Jim Edgar, his second term, I think I voted for him for his, in his second term. Um, but today's Republican Party is a little bit different from even a few years ago. So, And they do have a lot of, uh, you know, good ideas, blah, 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 blah. But my problem is always, until you ask me to vote for a Darren Bailey or a Donald Trump, that's where I just like, no, I can't do it. So what do you say for people like me and who feel like I do? Well, it's interesting because Donald Trump is who brought me to this tent. Um, I grew up as a 
as a princess in a way in the uh, Democratic Party on the west side of Chicago. Uh, this is what I did every day of my life when I was a uh, teen. You know, I would hang out in Congressman Davis's office. Um, in college, I would hang out in my local elected officials office during the breaks. So I would do like their filing and their writing and to build relationships with them, okay? So I just want to make that very, very clear from the jump. However, what drove me to the Republican Party and to Donald Trump is that one, Donald Trump showed up. And what I mean by that is that I was um, on, or let's go back a little bit. In 2016, I left the country. I went on a political exile to protest the Obama administration and Rahm Emanuel, and specifically Jason Irvin, who was my alderman, okay? It was a horrible, terrible time um, in Garfield Park in 2016. I said, I don't have to live like this. I can't get a real job because of Obamacare, because now we have this employer mandate that says if they give you a more than 30-hour schedule, then they have to give you um, health insurance. So then everyone was giving out 29 and a half hour schedules. So then you had to work 59 hours, right? Because you need two checks for a full check. And then you still don't have health insurance. And then you have to pay a fine. I'm not doing that. So I moved to Africa to Senegal with my four-year-old at the time. Um, and I went over there and lived a whole new life. I put her in school. I got me some contracts. Um, and I just kind of waited out the Obama administration. When I came back, um, I, you know, repatriated, and then Donald Trump was the president. Um, at that point, I was on a urban blog in the middle of the night, and they were talking about a sunken place coon festival that was happening. And I'm like, what is this? So I clicked it, and I saw that Dr. Carson was going to be there. So I said, if they're having a meeting with Dr. Carson, I'm going, because I want to talk to him about these red X's on the buildings that they're just tearing up the west side of Chicago now. Now it's nothing but vacant lots, right? Um, then the fact that the Chicago Housing Authority has hoarded hundreds of millions of federal housing funds for the past 20 years to the detriment of everybody in the state of Illinois. So I apply to go. Two days later, I get an email from the White House that says, the President of the United States requests your presence at the White House. Please RSVP. So I'm like, whoa. I go there. Um, I talked to Dr. Carson. Dr. Carson says, you're absolutely right. Um, the aldermanic prerogative is the problem. The aldermen are vetoing low development, um, low income developments in their wards, which increase um, segregation and discrimination in the housing sector. We're going to get rid of that. Um, we're going to get rid of that automatic prerogative. At that point, Donald Trump got on the stage and gave the best pro-Black speech I've ever heard in my life. And I'm saying that as the daughter of a Black nationalist. Some people cleaned up and listened to Anita Baker. We cleaned up and listened to the Honorable Marcus Garvey. So, you know, I'm, I'm very, very Black. But Donald Trump got on that stage and said, Black people, you all built this country. Everything in this country is for you. You guys come first. You did the most work. You deserve the most credit. And to hear that in the White House by a sitting president, um, red pilled me. So I came back to Chicago and I'm like, guys, he's not bad. I just want to see him. Let me tell you what he said. Of course, they booed me and they threw tomatoes at me. So to go to your question, I think that if we educate more Black people about the platform of Donald Trump and we let more Black people know exactly what he said, the full quote rather than these little chopped up speeches or these lies that people like Dick Durbin roll out, then we can get more people on our team. And I think what hurt him last time is that he didn't have the pro 
messaging or messengers, and I'm doing my part in Chicago. I can't, you know, on this show, 400 plus, and my, or my other podcast, I don't argue with uh, my guests because I would lose. <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm too smart for that. So, but let me ask you a question, though, P. Ray. Does mm-hmm. the Republican Party have a uh, oh, Republican Party, Republican Party candidates, conservatives, you know what I'm saying? Do they mm-hmm. have a platform or maybe, do they have policies that are really going to help low income African-Americans? Absolutely. And it's not specific policies. Right. So like uh, I call Trump my Donnie. So I'll refer to him as my Donnie from here on. Uh, My Donnie came up with the platinum plan, which was five hundred billion dollars specifically set aside to advance Friedman causes. Okay, Um, that did not come through. People were saying, oh, he's just trying to give it away and blah, 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 blah. But the Democrats have allowed H.R. 40, which is the permission to study reparations bill, to sit in committee my entire life, right? Um, so anyway, I digress. What the Republican Party did or what they're for is in what specifically got my attention is that, again, I live on the west side of Chicago. Right now, the west side of Chicago has turned into a narco town. A narco town is a town ran by the cartel, similar to what you would see in like a a Mexican TV show. Um, But um, I don't live on the west side, but I, I know what you're saying. Keep going. So, yeah, yeah. So let me let me put it in better perspective. I'm sorry. It's someone got my attention. Um, So Time Magazine wrote an expose in 2013, and it was titled, How El Chapo Turned the West Side of Chicago into His Home Turf, or something like that. But within that article, they stated that the Mexican drug cartel specifically chose the West Side of Chicago, where I live, and pay taxes. Um, They chose to come over here and terrorize us because we are... um, the transportation hub of America, right? Every world in America leads to the west side of Chicago. We have the train system, we have the bus system, um, the airports are, each airport is about 20 to 30 minutes away from the west side um, because of how they're located and the fact that we are a sanctuary city. So we have all of these terrorists coming up through the southern border with the goal of coming to the west side of Chicago. The Republican Party is saying, close the border, build the wall. Well, guess what? You're on the west side of Chicago. We need that wall, sir. We don't deserve to be the hub of American heroin trafficking. According to Time Magazine, over 90% of the heroin in this country is specifically trafficked off the west side of Chicago. That means they bring it straight from Mexico, and they bring it to the west side and then they chop it up and then they um you know distribute it all over the country we don't deserve that that's poor federal policy pushed by the democrats okay that's the first thing the second thing that the republican party did that jim crow joe uh who is your president joe biden just um got it is that Donald Trump permanently funded HBCUs. Before the Trump administration came into power, HBCU presidents had to go before Congress every single year and beg like pitiful Negroes for money, okay? Sometimes they would give them the money, sometimes they didn't give them the money. Oh, Barack Obama did not make HBCUs, HBCUs a um, priority, um, and HBCUs were closing while he was in office. Donald Trump took that entire budget and made it a line item in the White House budget because the White House budget does not go under debate and therefore that line item automatically gets funded every single year. Now Trump 
put, um, you know, it, I think the way that the math came out was like $250 million a year. What Joe just rolled out is $4 million a year for Black folks be educated. And he gave Hispanic and Asian institutions more money than HBCUs when those institutions had absolutely nothing to do with rectifying the Civil War. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's what we're dealing with here. The Democrats like to pile on other people's problems on the freedmen only to further disenfranchise the freedmen. I'll give you another example, the LGBTQIA plus movement. All that does is give white men minority status in this country. Nothing more, nothing less. It has absolutely nothing to do with how they have sex, what they try to do it, how they like to get it, none of that. It's about giving white men minority status, and the Democratic Party is doing that to dilute the political power of the freedmen on every socioeconomic level. So for me, <clears throat> I have to deal with the party that specifically talks about patriotism because there's nobody in this country more American than the freedmen. So anybody who has a pro-America agenda is talking specifically to me because this country is all I have. When I went to Africa, they called me a Tupac. Remember Roots, what they call the Tupacs? No, I that was a kid when Roots came on. Keep remember. So, um, in on Roots, uh, the two bobs are the white people. It's a Wolof word for foreigner. So I was uh at my um my former in laws' home. It was a holiday, and we were eating at the bowl. Um, and one of my daughter's cousins said, "Look at how the two bob is eating," but she said it in Wolof, and you know I can speak Wolof. So I said back to her, "Why would you call me a white woman at this?" at this bowl, you know, like the biggest insult that an African can call an African-American is white. Like, don't call us that. And they were like, hey, we're not saying that you're a European. We're saying that you're white. The way that you dress is white. The way you eat is white. The way you work is white. The way you walk is white. Not white, but tubob, meaning American, meaning foreigner, because you're not the same as us American girl. And that's okay. Go be an American. And I had to go to Africa to hear that I am an American. The Democrats like to tell me I'm not an American, that the police going to eat me up, that the, the Republicans want to put me back in chains when none of that is true. All they're telling me is that I am an American, this is my country, and I have the right and duty to respect this land and the privilege that it gives me. Why wouldn't I align myself with something like that? Well, P. Ray, uh, I think that I wouldn't say you make a cogent argument, but you make a very good argument. Let me thank you for being my guest on 400 plus. But I want, you to, I want you to end the show by telling people how to listen to the show. And if you want to give a couple of last pitches to those people who like, you know what? She's right. Why am I on the uh, Democratic plantation? Right? Go right mm -hmm. ahead, P. Ray. Well, again, Black Excellence Hours, the show for people with high self-esteem, Sundays at 5 p.m. on WVON, 1690 AM Chicago. You can catch me on the iHeartRadio app, as well as on Facebook Live on the Black Excellence Hours Facebook page, as well as the WVON Facebook page. We're running three shows at one time. And uh, I just want to leave everybody with this. No that you are a full American, 100% American. Uncle Sam is not Uncle Sam to you. That's Papa Sam. That's your granddaddy because this is your country. You have a bigger stake in this country than more than 90% of the people in this country because your family was here first. Your family cleared the land. Your family pushed 
and intermated and did everything we with the natives. So we are hybrids of Africans, natives, and Europeans, the three pillars of this nation. We are America. Everybody in the world wants to be like you. Everybody wants to talk like you. Everybody wants to dance like you. Everybody wants to live like you because the freedman, the Negro, defeated the biggest white man of all, and that's the American white man, because only the Negro finds it acceptable to openly critique white folks. That's our superpower because we don't see them as deities. These are our cousins. And I'm saying to you, Americans, stand with your cousins. Yes, they are racist. Yes, they are. But these are still your kin people. Y'all still got to share the land because right now it's us versus the rest of the world who's trying to get in through that southern border and eat your piece of sweet potato pie.